Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Iggy, or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. To, and during this episode, I have a very special guest by the name Robbie from Rum Boys Fantasy Network. And him and I are going to be breaking down each of the biggest storylines coming out of the NFL free agency during this past week. So let's listen to Robbie and I's conversation right now. It's been pretty crazy in the NFL offseason with all these moves happening. And as I bet you can see right here, huge Patriots fan. I am ecstatic of everything that they have been doing thus far. Bill Belichick has been wheeling and dealing. It has been incredible as a Patriots fan to see this team going out there, getting guys, which is usually what they never do. They usually, it seems like they're, they're just sitting on their hands for the majority of the offseason while they allow other teams to go and pick up practically all the good guys. But as we saw going into this offseason, the Patriots had a lot of cap space to be able to work with. But it's been pretty crazy looking at the other signings from across the league as well. And some of the most surprising things has been seeing teams like underrated teams like the Jets and the Jaguars doing things that I honestly am very surprised by. As we saw, the Jets went out and they got Corey Davis. And then we saw as well, the Jaguars went out and got Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde, Rashad Jenkins. I mean, these teams that really had some bad records last season are doing everything that they can, utilizing their cap, trying to find ways to have quality deals where they don't overpay guys. Because we see so much with these teams that, you know, go into the offseason with these awful records and don't really have a lot of confidence, at least from the outside looking in of their chances of contending, that really hurts them in terms of attracting free agents to their squad. And so majority of the time, teams have to way overpay these guys to lure them to their teams. And it's been sort of interesting to see how teams like the Jets and the Jaguars have been able to do this. One of the biggest surprises so far, in my opinion, is really how the Jaguars have dealt with it. Like I said, they got Marvin Jones. They also got uh, Carlos Hyde as well. And it's been really interesting to see how these teams have been able to maneuver the money that they have and make these sort of moves. One of the biggest surprises, what's up, Robbie? How we doing, my man? What's going on? What's going on? Never use IGTV really for a show, so it's going to be different. Oh, really? Appreciate you coming on, my man. Hey, anytime, anytime. No worries. So something that I wanted that I was just touching on is uh, seeing teams really just going out there and, you know, taking chances on some of these guys that were really kind of surprises to me. And, and I remember uh, looking on the sports me app, one signing that you were really surprised about was the Andy Dalton. one, And that's something that I'm really trying to figure out. Uh, does Ryan Pace understand uh, how, how this game of football works? Because it seems like he just loves making these erratic moves that end up not working. From, 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 from Glennon to the full signs and Trubisky, um, his legacy definitely precedes himself uh, to now to now Andy Dalton. Right. Um, the Bears are when it when it comes to to, to selecting a, a quarterback, it, it is 
pretty much became poverty ridden at, at this point. Um, there's not much for, for, for the fans to look for or not, not really a way for the fans to have a vote of confidence um, and, and pace and, and in the decisions that, that he makes. Um, you know, and then whenever you take it out of the front office and onto the field, I mean, how can you even tr- trust, trust Nagy? You're not even going to give the quarterback a full 16 games to go out there and prove, and prove himself. He's never played a full season. I mean, injury aside, uh, and I think that only that only took place what one season, which was which was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, you know, if, if I'm the Bears, you need to let you need to let Trubisky spin. You drafted him. You drafted him in that realm of of of, of Watson and Mahomes. I'm not saying that he's worth that, and he hasn't played up to that level. But you also haven't given him the chance, and you just finally started giving him weapons. Um, they so so I mean the, the the Bears the best thing I can say is just poverty. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think it's ironic how uh, Allen Robinson, especially going into his free agency as well, as we saw the Bears uh, just franchise tagged him. He was talking all about how he was super motivated to go towards a team that has a quality quarterback. And now under center, we'll probably see either Nick Foles or Andy Dalton. So uh, he's probably looking at his agent and saying, geez, when are we going to request a trade out of here? Exactly. No, um, I, I feel bad for Allen Robinson the most out, out, out of this situation. Um, he, out of all all receivers, definitely deserves to 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 one be given given the money that he deserves. Two, have a quarterback that'll actually get him the ball. Three, how the hell is it that you have Foles, now Dalton, and Trubisky, and fans still have to question football fans and and, and fantasy players alike have to question. Who the hell is going to get Robinson the ball? Now we know that he he's going to put up the stats irregardless. Right. You know, whether whether whenever he was in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform or now in a Chicago Bears uniform, the point being, give this man either A, the money, or B, the weapons for him to have a successful career. Because right, right now you're just holding on to him, and, 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 it, and it's a shame. It's shameful. I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it's something where I, I – I feel awful. You know, I, I was just thinking about, I completely forgot that he came from the Jaguars, quite honestly. And now yeah. the thing about is uh, Blake Bortles. So he's had to deal with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles. I mean, he, he's just he's just hoping and praying he can get some sort of quarterback under center uh, that can actually throw the quality balls to him. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that, that's all that, 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 that any any receiver wants. Um, I mean, even even playing, playing semi-pro out here in Colorado – I have left teams because, yo, you are not hitting. You are not hitting me accurately. Like the fuck, like no, like and I'll go and I'll I've played on 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 other teams. You know, I, I've right. left the Flames. I've gone. I played on the Raptors. You know, it's just, it, it's that's part of football in the wide wide receiver position. There is a little bit of a diva mentality. You do want to be accommodated properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when a guy's not when when, when an organization's not not giving you players that can get you the ball you're going to hear some complaints and rightfully so. Yeah, 100%. Uh, another deal uh, that a wide receiver um, just got that I was pretty surprised about was, was Corey Davis. And I think this is yeah. a great signing for the Jets. You know, they also got Carl Lawson. Uh, they made some pretty good, smart moves. And, and you know, it looks like the Jets finally have a G- general manager in Douglas uh, that is competent and, and is using his brain. Uh, but, but the main thing that I, I'm really – questioning about the Jets is is who's going to be under center for them next season I mean we've heard all these question marks about is Darnold going to get traded or not are they going to draft Zach Wilson at number two maybe Justin Fields will they trade the number two pick where's your mind in all this Uh, what do you think that the Jets are going to do goddamn Jets 
Um, this one is, is, is definitely a head scratcher because a lot of the moves that they have made, it's like, well, you're trying to get Darnold weapons and you're trying to improve like here and there, but they're kind of here and there type, type of moves mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily exactly what you had to do. You know, okay, the loss in one, you definitely had to do that. You need to get some, get, get, get some pressure on the edge. Um, Corey Davis is like, all right, well, it took him, you know, three years to finally start coming, coming into his own. Last year was, right. was a year where it was like, oh, shit, like Corey Davis has value now. Um, I like Corey Davis. I'm a huge Corey Davis fan. I wish that he didn't end up uh, with the gangrene gang because I don't think that they are going to be successful. They don't know what they're going to do with Darnold. It looks like they're going to keep Darnold, but even still, what receivers is Darnold throwing to? Like, exactly. You're throwing it to a wide receiver to a Corey Davis. Jameson Crowder's still there. He's old as hell now. Mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, he was, he was all right last year, you know, but now you're counting on him having to remain healthy uh, in, in, in his sophomore season. So it becomes a little bit tricky when, when trying to diagnose the Jets. I think that they probably more likely have the exact same record, if not close to maybe, – maybe they win three games. Maybe they win four. You know, yeah, I, uh, I see them winning four. It, it's it's something where with the Jets, I, I'm gonna say it like this: it's unfortunate that uh, they have sort of high expectations just due to Sala, and yeah. with them signing Davis and, and you know them trying to improve, which is exactly what they should be doing. But people are just gonna have those expectations. Well, now that Darnold has these weapons and you know he has Robert Sala, why can't he compete? And and you know people are gonna say that until like week eight, and then then they're finally going to get the switch because Darnold's going to get used to the guys. He's going to get used to the coach. Who knows if he's even the quarterback, but I'm just. Th- what I want Jet, Jets fans to, 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 to temper their expectations on is, is that Salah is a defensive minded coach. Right. Your defense will likely look a lot better than your offense. It'll be your offense. If your offense does look better, it will be because your defense presenting opportunities in terms of turnovers. Right. So that's, so temper your expectations in terms of in terms of offensive production. Don't expect a lot of big points. Do remember these are Walmart level receivers that Darnold is throwing to. Like the the most right. talented one is a guy that we don't fully know the answers to yet, and that is Denzel Mims. Right. I yeah I, I completely agree with you, man. Uh, and another team that that really went out there and surprised me a lot with with some of the guys that they were able to get. Uh, is the Jaguars. They, they were able to get Mar- Marvin Jones. They were able to get Carlos Hyde, uh, Rashad Jennings, Malcolm Brown. And I was looking at the moves that they made. You know, they really took advantage of the cap space that they had. And especially with what they had and what they have now, especially for Trevor Lawrence going in there, I, I think that they set him up pretty yeah, well it, for, for the time being. Yeah, Ur- Urban Meyer definitely hopped on the phone. He was like, hey, you, you played in my system before. Like, come, come to my team. Um, so, so, you know, the six degrees of separation law definitely applied to, to a lot of the calls that were made for the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll notice a lot of these guys, you know, either play with them in college, so on and so forth. Um, of course, a lot of these guys older now, Marvin Jones Jr., so on and so forth. Um, Carlos Hyde. With that being said, and with that being stated, I'm wondering how it all turns out on paper, um, and how, and how he utilizes uh, or how it turns out on, on field. On paper, it's like it looks nice, mm-hmm. but I'm still remembering that, 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 that it is Duval. It is the uh, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Shagwas. Uh, 
I, I can't exactly put, put, put my finger on this one, but I love that Marvin Jones uh, goes down there, a veteran ple- uh, presence in the locker room to help a young guy, LaVishka, learn the game, adjust to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. They made some all right moves, um, but, right. but mostly it's just been who Urban's known. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I was just surprised, especially when I saw a guy like Marvin Jones uh, getting paired up with Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, hey, at least they're yeah. helping him out somehow. You know what I mean? I really appreciate everybody tuning into that last segment with Robbie from Rum Shot Network. We are talking about the NFL offseason right now. I'm giving my reactions to all of the signings that have been going on over these past few days. And quite honestly, one of the biggest teams that has surprised me the most. And this has been the one team that has been in every NFL analyst's mouth over the last six months. Everybody has just been putting disrespect on this team's name, the Houston Texans. We, we, we've heard it ever since Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals, ever since, really, this team was looked at as playoff contenders, even maybe Super Bowl contenders two to three years ago. And now we're looking at this team as the dumpster of the NFL. People are even comparing them to the Cleveland Browns. And it's been very interesting to see what this Texans team has done over these past few days. They signed Tyrod Taylor to a one-year $10 million deal, traded for Marcus Cannon to help out that offensive line, traded for Shaq Lawson, signed Mark Ingram, signed Christian Kirkley as well. But it's interesting because they have done all these moves, but they won't do anything with Deshaun Watson. They are keeping Deshaun Watson. This has been such an interesting story to watch, especially somebody who is so into sports because you usually, anytime you hear a report, especially from Adam Schefter, he's usually right usually most of the time and it's been very interesting to see the back and forth of this Deshaun Watson situation you know a month ago we were hearing it was 100% that Deshaun Watson was being traded because he wasn't involved in the coaching hiring the hiring of the Texans general manager and he was very upset that the Texans didn't want any of his input and then we heard that he didn't care about who the general manager was, who the head coach was. He just wanted to be traded. That's all he wanted. Then, you know, we heard maybe the maybe the Dolphins can get him. Trade Tua. Maybe the Jets can get him. And I found it very interesting. We were hearing all these teams who are supposedly suitors and are supposedly having trade talks with the Texans, but the Texans have no intention to trade Deshaun Watson. And that's why I found it very interesting watching this story because it was so back and forth. It was one week, the Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson. The next week, no, 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 no. They, they, they would back up and be like, no, Deshaun, we are not, no way we are trading Deshaun Watson. This story has been so back and forth over the last two to three months. I just don't care anymore. If, if Deshaun gets traded, I'm honestly going to look at it, shrug and be like, hmm. That's going to be kind of interesting because who knows who he gets traded to now. I, I mean, it, it's either the Washington football team, the Broncos, the Jets, maybe the Dolphins. Uh, th- there's a lot of different possibilities, but those are the main suitors uh, th- that have really been listed, maybe the 49ers as well. But this whole quarterback carousel really 
hasn't been as exciting or as active as we were really advertised or as as uh, NFL analysts really advertised uh, at the start of this NFL offseason. I don't know about you guys. I, I was very excited to see the whole NFL kind of flip upside down after we saw that Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff trade. After I saw Jared Goff going on the Lions, I thought, well, this carousel is just going to keep on turning. And, you know, we could see Russell Wilson with the Bears. We could see Deshaun Watson with the Broncos. And it could really have a whole competitive shift all throughout the NFL. I was pretty excited for it, quite honestly. I, I, I was comparing it a lot to what happened in the NBA two to three years ago when PG, Kawhi teamed up. You know, we back then when we saw James Harden and Russ team up, and then as well with AD and LeBron, it was really just a massive shift in competitiveness all across the NBA. And I was hoping that we were going to get a very similar thing with the NFL uh, going into this offseason. But as we've heard... Russell Wilson seems like he's staying in Seattle. This has been another story that has really unfolded as something that was super hyped up when it first came out. And now, nobody's really talking about it. And I remember two weeks ago, I saw a notification that Adam Schefter said, oh, there is 100%, 100% that Russell Wilson will play for another team in 2021. That, that, that could still be 100% possibility, but I, I mean, we're on March 17th right now and nothing has happened with Russell Wilson. And we just saw the Bears sign Andy Dalton after they proposed three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two starters to the Bears. Or, I'm sorry, to the, to the Seattle Seahawks to lure Russell Wilson to the Bears. But now all the Bears got is Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Yeah, I, I don't know how how Bears fans are going to deal with that. But I mean, it's it's so bad what they've had to deal with at the quarterback position. I, I mean, the best quarterback in history for the Chicago Bears <laughs> is 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 Jay Jay Cutler. Not 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 the uh, bodybuilder, but Jay Cutler, the quarterback who. I mean, we saw him with the Denver Broncos. We saw him with the Bears. He's just mediocre. That's just plainly how he is. And you got to surround him with tons of weapons, and he'll probably only get you maybe the, to the divisional round. No way I, 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 I'd ever seen or ever had confidence in Jay Cutler bringing a team to the, uh, to the championship, NFC championship or AFC championship. But, you know, this offseason is just starting. You know, it's it's only been these last three days. So we could see Russell Wilson definitely be on the move, especially once we start seeing maybe like Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo start moving. Then we'll start seeing this carousel start really spinning. But one team that, you know, you got to give props. You got to give credit where credit's due. The Buccaneers, they did something that you don't really see a lot especially for a team that just won the Super Bowl and was going into this offseason potentially losing three main guys that were very, very critical in helping them get to the Super Bowl. With Shaquille Barrett, Shaquille Barrett, excuse me, uh, Chris Godwin, and then Levante David as well. Rob Gronkowski was also a free agent, but uh, I mean, even though he got those two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to 
fully say he was a critical part of that Super Bowl team. Other, other than, uh, you know, the two plays, like I just said, that he made in the Super Bowl. Barrett and David were so critical, and so was Godwin. Uh, I, I, I thought it was amazing how they were able to keep that whole squad together. You know, Fournette is still out there, but like, like I said, you, you know, they got Ronald Jones a third. Uh, I, I don't, I don't really see Fournette being super duper critical uh, in terms of the Buck, the Bucks being able to re- repeat. But as well as them being able to extend Brady one more year, and I found it so ironic uh, when people were really talking about and hyping up Brady at, after that Super Bowl. He, He's got to play until he's 45. He's got three more years in him. And, uh, you know, I found it kind of interesting as well. You know, I, I, as a Patriots fan, I had people asking me, well, how much longer do you think Brady's going to play for? Uh, and it's a, it's a situation where, you know, I could definitely see him going until 45. I could definitely see him playing two more years. But just in terms of the contract that he has right now, I'm looking at it, and Brady has one more year. If Brady wins this next Super Bowl or at least gets there, I think we could see him potentially retiring. But uh, as most people can speculate, if he gets to the Super Bowl and he loses, Tom Brady is going to have that fire under his butt to go back and try and do it again. Obviously not lose, but win it this time. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we still see him in the league right now. He still has that fire under his butt. He still is motivated to go out there, play his butt off. Doesn't matter if he's 42, 43. Doesn't matter. He is still okay with going out there, playing his butt off, and getting hit. And you got to give credit where credit's due. That, that team, it's amazing how they were able to stay together. You know, it's, it's really cool. Even as a Patriots fan, I got to say, it's it's really cool to see how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have turned things around, especially for a team that was really in the dumpster of the NFL for a long period of time. I mean, I I don't think the last time they went to a Super Bowl was like 2002, 2003. Let me look that up real quick. I I mean, the the Buccaneers haven't had any massive success uh, other than in, in, in the early 2000s and just this past one. But it's, it's something where it's, it's very, so 2003, yeah, 2003. And, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons why we saw them have the number one pick uh, for Jameis Winston. He's another guy. That's another signing that I found very interesting as well, Jameis Winston. Right, right after the Drew Brees announcement of him retiring, I don't know about you guys, but I found that announcement very interesting. I mean, I was under the impression that he was already retired. I, I don't know about you. But uh, I thought that when, you know, he played Brady in the NFC Championship, did the whole wave to the crowd, look back. I mean, I thought that he was retiring after that. And then, and then when nobody really talked about it, up until the offseason, I was under the impression that he was going to be playing again. But I think that this is a great signing for the Saints to get Jameis Winston back. I mean, Sean Payton was saying it really leading up to this offseason that he said that Jameis Winston, in quotes, is a young prospect. I mean, Winston was drafted like five years ago. I, I don't really look at him, as, at him as a young prospect anymore. But, I mean, when a guy like Sean Payton is giving that type of praise, Winston's laser, surgery, laser eye surgery must have worked all right. Because I guess in practice, he's been really impressing. I, I mean... 
Winston's a guy where that 30 for 30 season, people aren't, aren't going to remember that season for the, the yards. Him having, him helping the Buccaneers be the number one offense in the NFL. No, all people are going to remember about that season, it's obvious, is the 30 interceptions. Nobody's going to look at it as, yeah, the guy threw 30 touchdowns. They're going to say, okay, who cares? He threw 30 touchdowns. He also threw 30 picks. And they're going to forget that he had to get laser eye surgery. And his eyesight probably wasn't too great. That's why a lot of those picks happened. It's just an interesting situation. And I'm really excited to see how it all turns out as well because, as we saw, the Saints went and gave Taysom Hill four years. I think it was it was over $100 million. It was, it was pretty hefty contract. Uh, but it's something where they can restructure it every single year. And I found it kind of interesting as well. When they first did make that deal, everybody was just springing to the fact that, oh, yeah, he's the starter. He's 100% the starter. And I get that. I, I get the assumption. But now that Jameis Winston and him are in the same quarterback room, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of what we did from Taysom Hill over these last three years. You know, I think that we're going to see him potentially throw some balls. Yeah, but we're mostly going to see Jameis Winston out there under center when they're not doing a trick play and they're just doing a conventional a conventional play. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of trick plays and we see a lot of ways that the Saints find a way to utilize those two quarterbacks to their fullest abilities because... Also, don't forget, Jameis can run a little bit too. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they really use both of those guys. But I don't think that now that, you know, Taysom Hill got this big contract that he's now 100% a quarterback. No, I think that they're still going to use him as a running back as well as a uh, wide receiver as well. Like I said, they'll still throw him out there to throw a few balls. But really looking at the remaining free agents, because even though that, you know, we have, we're three days in, of this NFL offseason, there's still a lot of really good guys that can get signed. Looking at this list, I couldn't believe that these guys hadn't signed already. I mean, when you're looking at a guy like Kenny Galloway, he had a uh, he had a meeting with the Giants a few days ago, so I could see potentially that marriage be be uh, happening in the next few days or so. I mean, they just they just released. Uh, they just released Golden Tate. So, I, I mean, they don't have really anybody else but Shepard. And they need to really do everything that they can to bolster up that offense around Daniel Jones to really help them. I, I mean, I could see them probably going for Waddle in the draft. And so if they're able to find a way to get Kenny Galloway, Waddle, and Shepard, I mean, if DJ goes 16 games and he has those kinds of weapons and he is awful... It's it's the time for Gettleman to be to 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 uh, to stop this little experiment because I mean every single season he has been backing him up which I mean he has to he's the one who drafted him at number six he has to be the one who tries to you know sway sway the criticism away from his guy Daniel Jones uh, but another guy that I find really interesting who is still in the market as well is Juju Smith Schuster. He's going to be a really interesting guy to see where he goes as well. I could honestly see potentially the Colts, the Washington football team. The Colts would be a really interesting team to see him paired up with Carson Wentz. The only reason I said the Washington football team is because they don't have tons of great weapons, but will be interesting to see who their quarterback is under center 
over there in Washington after they did just get Fitzmagic. They also do have Kyle Allen. They also do have Taylor Henneke. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens over there in Washington. Another guy as well on the wide receiver market is Will Fuller. I, I honestly said, uh, I honestly picked very similar teams for him to go to. Washington football team, Colts. We could even see him potentially back with the Texans. Uh, maybe they give him another chance, but I'm not surprised that he doesn't have tons of traction going into this offseason, especially after he was suspended, I think it was like five games or something like that, uh, at the end of last season uh, for testing positive for PEDs. It's a situation where, I, I mean, as a, as, a, as a fantasy owner of him, I was pretty pissed off, quite honestly, because he was one of my top wide receivers. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know how much really PED violations really deter a team from wanting to take a chance on a guy, especially like Will Fuller. I think it's more in baseball to where teams will try and stay away from guys who have those PED pass. But it's something where with Fuller, I mean, he's, he's a young enough guy and also he's productive as well. And so it's something where you're not going to question this guy's ability. You, you know when you sign him what you're going to get. And that, that's like another guy as well, like David Andrews. Uh, he's, he was the center for the Patriots for the past, I think like eight years or something. Like that. He, he's been on the Pats for a while. And I, I could honestly see a team like the Bengals who really, 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 really need to help Joe Burrow in some way, some way, shape, or form with his O-line. Because if Burrow has to deal with that again, you're going to see him hurt something again. I, I mean, you can't expect a guy to have enough, not have enough time and run around the creation of earth on the football field and expect him to not get sacked. And I mean, the amount of times that he got sacked, there's going to be enough times where, where it's something, something just has to happen. Another guy, which I find very interesting is still on the market, but not too, too surprising is Mitchell Trubisky. He's a guy that I think it'd be very wise for the Washington football team to go for Mitchell Trubisky. He's a guy where if he is able to sit under Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that it's going to do wonders for him. I mean, Fitz has so much experience in this league, trials and tribulations. And what I learned from Ryan Fitzpatrick and how well he's dealt with Tuatonga Veloa over this past year, just from comments from you know, Brian Flores, you know, I also heard comments from uh, Vinoy as well, that I think that that would be the perfect place for Trubisky. Another place that I think could be very interesting for Mitchell Trubisky to land is like the Denver Broncos or the New England Patriots. The Broncos are an interesting one. It's, it's something where the Broncos, who knows who is quite honestly going to be under center for the Broncos. I mean, they got Drew Locke, obviously. But the guy just can't stay on the field. And it's something where John Elway has had such an issue with finding a quality quarterback, either through the draft, trade, signing. I mean, I can go down the list I, just off of my head. Chad Kelly, you got Paxton Lynch, then you got Brock Osweiler, Case Keenum. I mean, it's, it's, it's just been horrendous. And it's very surprising, quite honestly, for one of the best quarterbacks in all of the NFL history. He's just not able to evaluate a quality quarterback. It's just plain and simple. A few of the other remaining uh, free agents that are still in the market is like T.Y. Hilton, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Richard Sherman. I think Sherman is an interesting one as well. I could honestly see him going potentially towards a team uh, like the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, 
I think that they need to do everything that they that they can in their power to bolster their defense since it was such an issue for them last season. I, I mean, I remember looking at this Raiders team last year being very confident because, quite honestly, Derek Carr and their team it looked like the most improved team in all of the NFL last season, at, at least up until the Falcons game. Once the Falcons game happened, where they lost, I think it was like 47-3, to I remember I looked at that box score, and I'm like, right when I had confidence in this Raiders team that they were turning things around and that they were starting to improve, they blow up. They blew up. I, 47 points to the Falcons? Come on, give me a break. If it was the Chiefs or something like that, I would get it. But I understand. They have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, that. you should not let a 40 points to that. It's ridiculous. And then we got, like, T.Y. Hillen as well, still on the market. And I, I think that he's a guy who could really make wonders for a team. He's a guy who has had some issues with staying on the field. But if a team with a young quarterback is able to pick him up, I, th- I think it, the Dolphins would be pretty cool. If the Dolphins had Devontae Parker and T.Y. Hilton for Tua, I, I think I think that's a perfect I think that's a perfect one-two punch uh, for the Dolphins. Another guy like Kyle Vinoy, I think it's going to be very interesting where he goes. You know, we saw him yesterday do like the side eyes on like Twitter. Uh, I, I, my assumption was quite honestly that he's coming back to the Patriots. I could see him getting a one-year deal from the Patriots and finding a way to go right back with his old head coach. I, I, Patricia's back there too. So, I mean, it, it's it's a perfect place for Vinoy uh, to really recapture that fire that he had and also the value as well. But it was a situation where I was very surprised that uh, the Dolphins did release Brian Hoyer. I mean, I get it, the contract. I want to understand. But it's something where with Brian Flores and him playing pretty well last year, I was pretty surprised. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see where all these free agents really do end up. One guy, like I said, that I'm very interested to see where he does go is Mr. Jabisky. I mean, that's going to be very interesting. But that Bears situation, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. I mean, what are the Bears going to be able to do with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles? And Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy make no sense to me. And I don't even understand why Ryan Pace still has a job. I, I, I really do not. I mean, he he, he literally dra- he literally drafted Jabisky at two and they had the number three pick and they traded literally their left arm to go up one pick and Trubisky's now on free agency and can get picked up from anybody uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about the Bears because I'm just gonna get too I'm just gonna get too annoyed uh, but another guy that it could be really interesting to see where he goes as well is Antonio Brown I think he's a guy who goes right back to the Bucks uh, and with Tom Brady I honestly don't see him succeeding really anywhere else with his personality and also with him being comfortable on a squad, uh, especially with his big personality. So I see him going back to the Bucks. Um, Clowney is another one that I find will be very interesting as well. It's 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 been very ironic to see Clowney go from such a high in college to where we were seeing his highlights of him bulldozing guys and really just looking like this monster. And then him going on the Texans, all all I remember thinking when he got drafted from the Texans is, wait, what? And him on the same line? Holy crap. Like, like that's going to be scary. But it's it's crazy to see how his career has taken a trajectory decline. And really, we saw him 
stay on free agency last year through the first few weeks of the NFL season. I found it very interesting, but obviously he's dealt with a few injuries. He hasn't been playing up to par as most people really expected him to. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to see really how the rest of this offseason really plays out in the NFL. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited, especially for my page, for my Patriots, because all I've been really seeing on Instagram and Twitter is that they're not done. They're still looking for a quarterback, another wide receiver to bolster up that defense as well. Uh, but I'm very excited to see what is going to be happening uh, through the rest of this offseason. And I hope, I'm hoping that this carousel, quarterback carousel, keeps on turning and we get to see a whole new NFL landscape next season because that will make it so much more exciting to see how these guys will be able to mold on these different teams i'm already excited enough to see how jared goff is going to be able to play in detroit obviously there's not going to be anything special uh but also to see how matthew stafford is able to turn around that los los angeles rams team how their offense is going to be different compared to when goff was under center and now when stafford is under center it's going to be a very exciting season coming up in 2021 in the NFL. Uh, but that is it for my reactions for this NFL offseason so far. If you have not yet, go over to Iggy Sports Talk on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and click subscribe. Or if you also do like watching the video portion, I do post every single week on YouTube the video portion of the podcast. And also, one last plug. If you have not yet followed my Instagram or my Twitter, go over at Iggy Sports Talk, follow it. I give daily sports updates and I try my best to give a unique, a unique perspective on each sports news and try and really take a deep dive and understand how this is really going to, how this topic or move is really going to dictate uh, this team down the line. So I really appreciate any support that you guys can give and I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me over this past year and a half of this podcast is pretty crazy. We're getting really close to 50 episodes. Uh, I, th I think uh, we're at 48 right now. And so two more episodes is going to be 50. Giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. But I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you just watch one second of my content, I, I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.